Good morning, church. If you have your Bibles, if you'll find your place in Matthew chapter number six, Matthew chapter number six, and good morning to all of you. Welcome uh, to worship at our 1030 hour. May the Lord bless you. We're honored to have you. I'm Pastor Mike. If you're a guest with us here today, please let us know how we can help you. We would be honored to uh, get better acquainted with you and to get to know you. We're looking these days at what it means and how the Lord Jesus taught his disciples to pray. That includes every disciple who's here today. How do we know how to pray? You may have picked up some habits of prayer from those who were your teachers in the church, as I have. But the most important lessons for us in prayer come from the Lord Jesus, our Lord and Savior. So we're here in Matthew chapter 6. In just a moment, we'll read God's word and we'll pray and then we'll move ahead. But I do want to give you an update, several things today, uh, immediately following this service, as soon as we can just make arrangements by 12 today, we have the opportunity. It's a real honor. And perhaps you're here and you've never witnessed this. We're going to have a deacon ordination for Ricky Stanford, who's um, he and Pam have been in our church for many years, and we'll be having that here in the worship center at 12. If you'd like to stay and, and see that It'll be a very special time, and we're excited about it. Continuing information about um, what, we're, what we're doing these days about foster care. Thank you for your feedback. You're sending information and your ideas and your, what, what's on your heart. That's what we want you to do. Uh, I have the same thing on my heart, and we're uh, these days seeking to meet with a number of different people, and we had the privilege of meeting with Donna Lorhan, who is the, Lorhorn, excuse me, who is the, um, the Northwest Regional Director for DCS. Uh, she came a long way to meet with us, and I was honored she'd come and meet with us here at the church. Delightful uh, woman who has got great leadership, and we're going to work to have her come be with us in the days ahead. And we spoke about a lot of things that we're burdened about. We want to help, and we want to do our part. We're, we're certainly not here to condemn the work of the DCS workers doing everything they can to do their work. Anyway, we had a, a really good meeting, very productive meeting, and, and uh, as we were finishing, she gave us a lot of different ideas, and we'll collect those up, and in the days ahead, talk to you about some of these things we can do to support uh, DCS, not only through fostering. If you can foster a child in your home, that's uh, very important. You could do that today. That would be a great thing, but if you can't, there are a lot of other things we're discovering that we can do to come alongside uh, our DCS people. Uh, to help them in foster care. One of the things that she said and really wanted to emphasize, so I'm saying it to you today on her behalf. This comes from a regional director with 25 years of experience uh, doing this work for a long time. She said, tell the church to pray for DCS workers as they pray for the foster children. So today we're going to pray in just a moment for all of these DCS workers. Some of us know those who have served in this capacity in the past. Others of us know those who are even considering it today as the appeal goes out through the state of Tennessee looking for those who will work. What a challenging job. What a challenging task. If you've read the audit, the audit is posted on the website. I appeal to every member of this church and follower of Jesus. Read the, the audit about foster care so that you're aware and understand uh, the issues, not the news's opinion about it, but 
what the audit says, you'll find an entire section about the challenges for DCS workers. So today we will honor Donna and we will do that. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Now we ask, Heavenly Father, our Heavenly Father, that your name be sanctified, that your name be hallowed. We ask today, Heavenly Father, that your name be set apart as holy beyond us. You are the glorious one, the eternal one. And we pray that your name would be glorified as holy, holy, holy. Today we pray for DCS workers across Tennessee. We have no idea the challenges that they face. We pray first of all for their families who support them in this work, endless work hour upon hour, day by day. How we pray that you would give them strength and courage and wisdom. For every situation is different and they carry the, they carry the, the lives of many children in their care and they carry the responsibility for them. And they have many things they have to do and say, feed, care, they do so much. We do pray for them today that they would have the provisions that they need and that you would also protect them in hard circumstances they face when they go to homes where there are great challenges with children who have to leave their homes and go into foster care. We pray that you might grant them not hardness of heart. We pray that you might grant them great love, expand their love for these children, and we pray that we might find a way in the days ahead to come alongside to help them, to give them a blessing, not a curse, and to encourage them in all that they seek to do. Fill our minds with what you want us to do. Show us our part in these things. We pray for these uh, children today, these helpless children who are in circumstances beyond their control. We pray that you'd bless all the government leaders and all who Seriously try to take care of this matter. We pray for them all. Now we ask that you would help us as we hear your word that we might learn how to pray the way you want us to, Lord Jesus. Forgive us when we do not pray. Forgive us when we try to do it on our own. Teach the boys and girls here today how to pray. Teach the students how to pray. Teach all of us adults how to pray. So we ask like the disciples, Lord, teach us to pray. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So we read now Matthew chapter 6, beginning in verse number 5. When you pray, the Lord Jesus is saying now to disciples, to every follower of Jesus who hears my voice today, when you pray, you are not to be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that they may be seen by men truly. I say to you, they have their reward in full. But you, that is you who are disciples, you disciples, when you pray, go into your inner room, close your door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you are praying, 
Do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do. For they suppose that they will be heard for their many words. So do not be like them. For your father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then in this way. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Heavenly Father, now bless the reading of your word. And may the Holy Spirit of God warm our hearts and help us to learn from these words of the Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our focal truth today is this, that when you pray, church, when you pray, uh, pray this way. Our Father who is in heaven, notice now we come to this phrase, it's the first request. It's the first request we make when we come and begin to pray. Hallowed be your name. This is the first request. Have you ever read it that way? That's the way it's to be read. It is the first request. What does hallow mean? Well, we'll talk about it in just a moment. And why would the Lord see it fit that we begin our praying by hallowing the name of God the Father? These are all extremely important questions. Look, um, the Lord Jesus is teaching us that the first request, the first principle, the essential, the first essential in praying is to meet with our Heavenly Father in secret, in public, yes, in worship, but in secret as we read. And as we come and begin to pray and say, our Heavenly Father, our Father who is in heaven, then what do we request? Hallowed be your name. May, I'll turn it another way. May your name be hallowed. May your name be venerated. May your name be set above all names. May your name be sanctified and set apart as completely holy. I don't know who's taught you how to pray. But the Lord Jesus teaches us how to pray as disciples. It is for all of us in our praying to model and do what the Lord has taught us. These are not suggestions. This is how you pray. I emphasize this because some of us have become lazy in praying. We pray almost, we saw, some would say, well, it's just like a, having a casual conversation with your friend. Yes, it is a conversation, but it is with our Heavenly Father, hallowed be His name. This is what helps us as we begin to pray. So this is a reminder to my old friends who've prayed a long time. This is also a word to all of the boys and girls who sit so well in worship to learn how to pray the way the Lord Jesus taught us to pray. So as we pray, we hallow His name. I have three observations that we'll look at briefly together in our time. Number one, when you pray, you hallow, you adore. 
you adore the name of God the Father in all his perfections. When you pray, you pray, may all, may all of the glory, may all of your perfections, I'll speak about this in a moment and illustrate it for you. May you in all of your glory and your majesty and all of your, whatever his name is, whatever God the Father's name represents, those are his, listen, perfections. The perfection of God is what we start in prayer asking God to do. Secondly, when you pray, hallow or praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God. When we pray, we adore the name of God the Father and we pray and praise the name of the Lord Jesus, Son of God. And then when we pray, we hallow, we pray this request that our lives, that our lives would glorify the holy, hallowed name of our God. So for a moment, I want us to look at these together. And today I want to illustrate a little bit of how to do this. This might be more helpful than just words of instruction. So maybe today we learn it together in public, what we do in private. My assumption is that those of you who are followers of Jesus are obeying the Lord Jesus and you're spending time in private, in secret with God the Father. What is it that this church must learn to do? Oh, we have lots of things we must learn to do better. But one thing we must all learn to do better is to find our way to a secret place. Oh, I know you have lots of kids. I know you got a lot of grandkids. I know, I know you've got busy schedules. I know you have a lot to do and you're very, you've got a lot of things that have to get done. And your schedules are full. But there is an appointment that you must have every day. And you must find the way to have that appointment to meet your heavenly father so that you might be changed. So that you, you say, Pastor Mike, this is, I want to be like Jesus. Then you must pray. You must meet God. You must spend time. I, Pastor, I got to figure out a way to get my mind in the right way. Then you must pray. As you pray, it helps you with your mind. I, I, Pastor Mike, I've got so much fear and worry and, and, and emotions and anger. Yes, that's why you must pray. All of these things bring us back to this essential in our life. It's not, hey, Lord, I'm glad to see you for a minute. I got about five things I'd like to review with you. No, no, no. No, 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 my dear friends. Our Lord Jesus says to us, when we pray, we pray, Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. So we hallow his name. The word hallow means to acknowledge as venerable. That is above all others. It is venerated. The name of God the Father is venerated. It is a name that has no impurity attached to it. When you say the name God our Father, you speak of one who has, cannot be accused, nor is there in him any impurity. A name represents the character of and the nature of a person. You have a name and associated with you have a good name or a bad name based on your actions and your behavior. 
Our God, our Father, has a name because of His actions and His behavior as He's revealed them, Himself to us. His name is separate from all impurity. His name is sanctified. It is set apart. You don't speak you don't speak of God the Father in a common and a disrespectful way like you might speak about other people. Hallowed, hallowed is your name. This is the way I begin to pray. This is our Father who is in heaven. This is what all God's children are praying together. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed, hallowed be your name. To illustrate this, I want you to take your Bibles, keep your finger there in Matthew, go way back in your Bible to the book of Exodus, and I'd like for you to turn there for just a moment to illustrate how we hallow the name of God, how we adore the name of God the Father in all His perfections. Exodus 34, Moses is receiving the law of God for the second time. He has gone to his secret place, Exodus 34, Exodus 34. He's gone to his secret place. He's on the mountain with God. And as he meets God on the mountain, we read these words, Exodus 34, verse 5. The Lord descended in the cloud. That is, there was darkness that came around the mountain of God. And Moses is in the darkness. No man can see God and live he is in the darkness, but it's glorious darkness. It's not evil darkness. It is the majesty of darkness. It is the glory of darkness around God's glorious person. The, the Lord descended in the cloud and stood there with him. Notice as Moses did what? What did he do? What did he do? He called upon the name of the Lord. This is praying. This is, this is bringing myself before God. Our Father, as we saw last week, He meets us as we say, our Father. And we meet Him. This is what you do when you pray. You're meeting with God Almighty in prayer. Then the Lord passed by, Exodus 34, 6. Then the Lord passed by in front of Him, and the Lord proclaimed, here is God's own self-confession of who He is. God says, Yahweh, Yahweh, Elohim. Yahweh, Yahweh, Elohim. On the mountain in the darkness, as Moses is speaking and praying in the name of the Lord and calling upon His name, Yahweh, Yahweh, Elohim, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness and truth, who keeps loving kindness for thousands, who forgives iniquity, transgression and sin, yet He will by no means leave the guilty unpunished, visiting the iniquity of fathers on the children." And on the grandchildren to the third and fourth generation. Here we see God the Father giving us an understanding of some of His glorious perfections. So when I pray, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. I can say, our Father who is in heaven, 
You are Yahweh Elohim. You are compassionate. You are gracious. You are slow to anger. May you be compassionate. May you be gracious. May you be slow. May you be patient and slow to anger. May you give aboundingly your loving kindness and your truth. May you, may you keep your promise to show loving kindness to thousands of thousands to millions. Will you forgive iniquity? Will you give, will you help us with our transgressions and our sins to forgive them? And yet, <clears throat> will you judge those who are guilty, who refuse and live in rebellion against you? This is how you adore God the Father. I've illustrated for you. You pray the Psalms. O Lord, our Lord. What did we hear today? Our Lord, O Lord, our Lord. O Yahweh, Yahweh. How majestic is your name in all the earth. There is no name. There is no fame. There is no glory attached to anyone like the name of our God. Psalm 54, I will give thanks to your name. I will give thanks to your name. Not I will give thanks for all you do for me. Yes, sometimes we do. I will give thanks for these other things that you bless me with. We do. But here, I will give thanks to your name. Your name, O Lord, is everlasting, Psalm 135. Your remembrance, O Lord, is throughout all generations, Psalm 145. Every day I will bless you and I will praise your name forever and ever. And what does Paul say? Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to me now. The Father of mercies. May your name be hallowed. The Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. When you come to pray, my dear friends, my dear friends, when you come to pray, students, young people, children, adults, our Father who is in heaven, now you're meeting with Him. Now you've come before the Heavenly Father. He is glad to meet you in that secret place. He accepts you. In Jesus Christ, un, uh, with unconditional love, He is ready to hear from you. And what do we do? Our first request is, may your name, may your perfections, may your glory, may your character, may the way you work be hallowed, be sanctified. That includes, that includes the mystery of understanding God as Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. A triune, triunity of God. Father, Son, and Spirit. The name by which all of you believers have been baptized in this room. You were, you were baptized in the name of, the name of, not the names, the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So we consider today when we come to pray that we are adoring God the Father in His perfections. Oh, may you be compassionate. May you be gracious. May you be patient. May you be loving to us. May you show your truth. May your forgiveness be seen. May you judge those who must be judged. But then we worship God by praying the word of God to Him. What will help you with your mind, my friend? You know, this seems to be, this is a constant issue in the church from the beginning. Uh, preachers and People have been talking about this from the beginning. Oh, Pastor Mike, I want to go pray, but my mind is racing. 
My mind can't stop. I can't focus it. Here's how you focus it. Here's how you can set your mind. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Now you begin to think about, you discipline yourself. You're going to now think about the glorious perfections of your God. You set your mind on them. And then what does it lead to? As you're, as you're saying, hallowed be your name, number two, you'll begin to break out in praise regarding the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God. I want to read to you. In fact, if you want to turn there quickly, I'd like for you to mark it in your Bible. It's worth you reading John chapter 5 as it relates to honoring Jesus Christ in prayer and in worship and also in service. When the Lord Jesus, John chapter 5, John chapter 5, when the Lord Jesus was speaking uh, to the Jews who knew that he was saying he was equal with God, he was the son of God, they knew what he was saying, but they didn't accept it. They didn't believe it. The Lord Jesus says some very important words. And these are words that all of you must remember as you consider how you praise the Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God. For uh, the Lord Jesus says in John 5, 20, For the Father loves the Son and shows Him all things, John 5, 20, that He Himself is doing, and the Father will show Him greater works than these, so that you will marvel, 21. For just as the Father raised, raises the dead and gives them life, even so the Son also gives life to whom He wishes. For not even the Father judges anyone, but He has given all judgment to the Son. And the next verse is extremely important. So that all will honor the Son even as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent Him. Hallowed be Your name, praising the Lord in all of His glory and compassion and graciousness and patience, meditating and thinking of the mystery of how He is one God, Father, Son, Spirit, and then beginning by the help of the Holy Spirit as you're praying to just praise Jesus Christ and all that He is. Someone says, Pastor Mike, I don't know enough things to say on my own. I'm just learning. That's why we, that's why we pray God's Word to God. That's why when you're in your secret place, you go there with the Word of God. And you begin by letting the Word of God speak to you. And as the Word of God speaks to you, then you answer in prayer. This is the order. This is the way we pray. We don't start the conversation. We say, Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. He meets us and begins through the Word of God to speak to us. And then here's what we do. Here's how we praise the Lord Jesus. I'll just give you an example. I won't have you turn there, but in Hebrews chapter 1, the first eight or so verses, there is a great description of the Lord Jesus Christ in all of His glory. What do I do when I begin to praise Jesus Christ in prayer? I say it this way, Lord Jesus, You are the radiance of the Father's glory. You are the exact representation of the Father's nature. You uphold all things by the word of the Father's power. 
when you made purification for sins, you sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. O Lord Jesus, you have inherited a more excellent name than the angels. Never to an angel did God the Father say, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. I will be a father to you and you shall be a son to me. O Lord Jesus, God the Father has said to you, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. And the righteous scepter is the scepter of his kingdom. You see, you speak these words. A praise to the Lord Jesus from the Word of God. You don't have to create it. You don't have to invent it. You don't have to be smart. You begin to pray these pray these words of praise and glory to the Lord Jesus Christ from the Word of God. You go to John chapter 1. Oh Lord Jesus, you are the eternal Word of God. You are the eternal Word of God, the light and life of all men. Oh Lord Jesus, you are the eternal Word made flesh. You have come, you have come so that whoever believes in you will never perish, but have everlasting life. Oh Lord Jesus, you are full of grace and truth. Or you go to Paul the apostle and you're reminded that when the Lord Jesus humbled himself and died on the cross, Philippians 2, God highly exalted him and bestowed on him, that is Jesus Christ, a name above every name. You might think you're famous. You might think you have a good name, but there is no name. There is no name to compare to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We exalt His name. We exalt His fame. We speak of His glory at the name of Jesus. Every knee in heaven and on the earth and under the earth will bow, confessing Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. This is how we pray. Or you pray as Colossians 1 says, Lord Jesus, you have made all things. You created all things in heaven on earth. The visible things, the invisible things, whether thrones, dominions, rulers, authorities. Lord Jesus, all things have been created through you and for you. You are before all things, Lord Jesus. In you, Lord Jesus, all things hold together. You are the head of the body, Lord Jesus. You are the beginning. You are the firstborn from the dead. So that you might have first place in all things. It pleased God the Father, Lord Jesus, for all the fullness to dwell in you. I could go on. I could go on. This, this will change your praying. This will change your attitude. This will change your countenance. You go in dragging yourself into the prayer room. You can barely make it in there. You don't know what to say. This is what you say. You pray God's words of praise back to Him. And the Holy Spirit will come and aid you. You see, we praise the name of the Lord Jesus because when we end our prayer, He taught us we pray in the name of Jesus. The only way I can speak to a holy God and to have a relationship with Him as I do as Father is because of the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. When we pray, we live on the love of Jesus Christ. To know Christ surpasses knowledge and we are filled up with the fullness of God. If you want to change your life, if you want a new way of living, you begin by saying, Our Father, in secret, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. 
And what does this lead to? It leads to a commitment as you leave praying. We go back now. We go back to the, to the words of the Lord Jesus. Hallowed be your name. You know what the final thing we say is? We've broken. You may not get past this. You may not get past this phrase in your prayer day. This may, this may be why when you do this, you say, oh my, I've been praying for an hour. Yes, you have. I haven't even, why? I've forgotten about my flimsy list of all my little troubles and cares. All of a sudden, these things don't seem to matter. No, because you've been caught up in the heavenlies. You've been caught up in things above. Did you know we're to seek things above where Christ is seated? Pastor Mike, how do I do that? How do I set my mind on thinking about these things? Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. And then you go. You allow the Holy Spirit to take you there. You don't be afraid. You begin to speak the word of God to him. And then you say as you leave, may your holy name be blessed and glorified in the way I live. And I pray it every day. You see, all of you who are here today are followers of Jesus. Paul said something, and I want to remind you of this. It's my job to remind you of this. If you're a follower of Jesus, if you're saved here today, you were bought with a price. Glorify God in your body. You were bought with a price. Glorify God with your body. When you leave the prayer room, you leave. You've glorified Him in private. Now you glorify Him in public. Now your life is seen as an example of honoring, hallowed be your name. What did the Lord say? Matthew 5. Let your light shine when everything's falling apart in your life. Let your light shine when you lose every friend you have. Let your light shine when you become the richest man on the block. Let your light shine when you get the worst news about your physical life you've ever heard. Let your light shine when all your friends forsake you. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works. I'm going to glorify God with what I think about, what I say, and what I do. I'm going to glorify, I'm going to hallow the name of God. And as I do it, they'll see your good works, the Lord said. And what will they do? Though they're not saved people, they will glorify God in the day of visitation. Peter said, keep your behavior excellent among the Gentiles. Do you have, look, so our latest grandson's three years old. I don't know how much good it does for us to tell him to be good, but you know, I'm not the only one that tells your young kids that. Be good. Be good. Today we want you to be good. May I say it to all the Christians in this room? Be good. Live with excellence. Don't be the worst one in the room. Be the most excellent one in the room. Because you live for Jesus. Peter says, Keep your behavior excellent among the Gentiles, so that they may, so in the things they slander you as evildoers, they may, because of your good works, they will observe them and glorify God in the day of visitation. So, my friends, consider this today. Pastor Mike, I want to change my mind. I'm so tired of having my mind filled with all these cares and worries. Yes, and the only way you'll do it 
is to go to a secret place and take the time and meet God the Father there with the blessed Holy Spirit within you and say, Our Father who is in heaven, and let the Holy Spirit do His work. Hallowed be your name. And then it goes, and then it goes. You see, I must warn you of this today. If you do not honor God in the way you live and in what you say, remember you violate the law of God. You're taking His name in vain. Don't forget that. The greatest of sins is to say, I love Jesus, and then to hate other people. The greatest of sins is to say, I love Jesus, and hold in your heart unforgiveness towards someone, and you will not forgive them. The greatest of sins, you see, this is, this is taking the Lord's name in vain. Don't say it if you don't mean it. Our Father who is in heaven, in that quiet place. Nobody hears you. You're there with... He's met you. Your loving Heavenly Father has met you. You're adopted into the family of God. He's ready to hear from you. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. So what do we remember? Hallowing God the Father in His majesty begins in prayer. Look, if you want to know how to worship, a lot of people around this church think they have an idea, opinions about worship. You got a lot of people here, a lot of opinions about that. I'll submit to you, you don't know how to worship in public until you understand how to worship in prayer. You'll never really understand what you're doing in public worship until you learn how to do our Father. Our Father. See, that brings it down now, doesn't it? It's not about me anymore. See, this is the first problem with going to the prayer closet. We go there with me in charge rather than God. Our Father. Our Father. And we don't say then, our Father, don't you care about me? What? Our Father, don't you feel sorry for me? Our Father, I'm really having a hard time. You say, our Father, no matter what kind of condition you are in, if you're laying on the bed and you can't get out of it, wherever you find yourself in whatever circumstance of life, you say, our Father. In that secret place, our Father who is in heaven, Hallowed be your name. And you see, God the Father's name leads us to praising the name of the Lord Jesus and produces in us a desire to glorify Him every day of our life. You see, I'm trying to teach us all that there's a progression, a divine, beautiful, mysterious progression in this prayer. Someone wrote me this week and said, well, I appreciate what you're talking about on prayer because I've just kind of moved through it so quickly. Slow down. Slow down. Make sure that when you go to the secret place, you don't have your phone with your alarm set for when you finish. Go and take your time with your heavenly Father. He's ready to meet you and you will be changed when you pray. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. To the praise of the glory of His grace, the Lord Jesus is at the door. He is at the door. I appeal to this generation, all of you hear my voice. The Lord Jesus is at the door.
Do you not see? You know the seasons of time in nature. You look around you and see all the seasons and know the times are changing. Can you not see the signs of the time? The Lord Jesus is at the door. So that's why all of God's people pray, Come Lord Jesus. 